0: It's time for Running Building, the game, the,
1: building game, the game, with Jason, with Jason and friends, for tabletop game, game on the phone never it's at the end of the episode,
2: that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, May 15th, and you'll be listening to episode 572. As always, I am your host, Jason, here today joined by a couple really cool people Who know about some really cool things? Who've been here before because they're really cool. Those people are Maya Thomas and Connor Wake. Hello, y'all.
1: Hello. Hello. You are too kind. Try and get
2: crazy with the intros now. Sometimes
0: (laughs) I I think we're gonna be like those YouTube videos of like the like amateur uh, like. You know where they got the five people cooking a meal and like one person has no clue what they're doing up to the professional chef? I think that's going to be us
1: We'll be like, uh, we'll be like the first. That's how I feel people, most days. And then we'll have like David Masnado <laughs> listening to this, who's like the professional chef, just like shaking <laughs> yeah. his head, you know?
0: <laughs> but I appreciate the compliments anyway.
2: Like, what are you doing, y'all? <laughs> so, well, uh, how's everybody here been doing?
0: it's, it's got a trick warm. question i promise <laughs> it's it's annoyingly gotten warm in seattle and i don't do well with that so uh oh uh, yeah trying to cope um it's very warm in this room right now so <laughs> we will see
2: yeah yeah i don't i don't care for heat either give me cold my office is in the basement which i love I just realized in my like video here there's like a kelly's been here so there's like a chair behind <laughs> me I, this is good podcasting because i'm describing things behind me but It kind of weirds me out. Like, it's the thing where, like, if I was, like, sitting in here with, like, the lights off, that, like, I would suddenly see a flash on the screen, and there would be, like, someone sitting in the chair. And I don't know why I said that, because now I'm going to have nightmares about that. But anyways. It does look
1: like the chair um, is just watching you. Uh,
2: That kind of does. So I I was driving my daughter to gymnastics uh, last week, and um, there's, like, this patch of woods by. It's a pretty, like not like it's 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 by it's in the town right that we live in or we live near um and like but there's this little patch of woods and i drive past somebody had taken these two old like regular old like sitting chairs they're nothing fancy i mean you might use them like at like a fancy dining room or something they don't have arms but they've got this like i don't know this peachy colored like velour style like velvety like seat and back Sitting in the woods back like about a foot apart, facing away from each other. And I was just like, that is literally a nightmare. Uh and then while she was in gymnastics, I went for a walk and forgot about that and walked right past it. And, and I walked a little faster. Cause I was like, that is terrifying up close. Um, and then this week I went past and somebody had turned one of the chairs, so now it's facing the back of the other chair. And that's the vibe I just got when I saw the chair behind me. So anyways, um, all nightmares all the time on BTG. (laughs) Maya, how's your week been?
1: You know, it's been a lot. Uh, School is really ramping up, uh, so that's fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, like yesterday was getting a bunch of big stuff turned in. And so today, like I still had to do things but it took a long time and that's honestly fine Uh because I just got to sit around for a while (laughs) which was great so today's great I'm having a nice time uh yeah 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 I I just got um I'm excited I just got Scars of ether like printed off into like a nice prototype so that's what I was working on right before this was uh getting actually like having nice tokens and cards and things and like you know realizing that some of my shapes don't quite fit with each other but that's okay cuz we're learning um and so that that was really exciting to like i now have this box in my hand that contains my game you know um so i'm really good i'm really happy
0: you get the it's fancy awesome. prototype too right yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: someone works somewhere fancy yeah she does it's the perks of yeah of working <laughs> working out a at a Board game print shop. <laughs> it's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um, it that is a that is a really cool perk to have. Really cool perk to have. My
1: boss said it's a very cool perk for very niche specific situations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Are you a game designer who needs to make fancy prototypes? Well, guess what. <laughs> uh, shout out
0: to Print and Play no one knows about them apparently except the publishers so everyone's like game has got like a five month wait time for my game and i'm like yeah but print and play can do it like tomorrow <laughs>
1: and they're pretty really good yeah like they're great so i mean I- i'm definitely biased because i work there but i i agree we do a good job <laughs> um mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's true it's true now I want to order stuff from there just to know that you you did it with love.
1: Well, you gotta make for the games. <laughs> you gotta make sure that it's being constructed on a Thursday or a Friday, <laughs> else or else you um, okay. know, it might not. Okay, it good
2: in. to know. I'll make that request when I put the order in. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna need this to be done on a Thursday or a Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this the most complicated possible game prototype, too. Yeah, <laughs> just all the laser cutting, all the a
1: hundred copies uh a <laughs> bunch of boxes and weird shapes oh gosh <laughs> it's like triangle boxes oh no
0: <laughs> oh pyramid boxes oh no
1: jason please stop why are you doing this to me <laughs> <laughs> ah well all right
2: we have a big topic so we should probably just dive right into that yeah. yes but I'm going to, as always, let you two explain the topic because, uh, well, because I'm going to be just the dumb one sitting here more than usual, uh, listening in and probably asking dumb questions, uh, because this is uh, this is a topic that you two know a lot more about than I do. So yeah, go ahead and uh, one of you uh, yeah. explain Connor, it. Connor, do you
1: want to... You can fight I... over that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, do you want to kick it off since it was your idea? Oh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely the amateur in this uh spectrum um but so wait did we say what the topic was no was no nope
2: oh, sorry. <laughs> wow okay Y'all are this is good how at my this. brain works
0: um okay <laughs> so basically what inspired this was uh jason was uh talking about how how much of a difficult time he was having just doing some like basic graphic design stuff um what did you want you just wanted like a bunch of boxes with numbers in them right
2: yeah i was literally trying to make uh for a game i'm working on i was literally trying to make a bunch of rectangle sections, like rectangle boxes, basically that you could just check off as you were going along. But I needed a hundred of them in like 10 segment groupings, right? So that I could just make it and then copy it. And let me tell you, like if you don't know what you're doing or have any skills to just draw that, that I, I was ready to set it on fire so much so that my workaround ended up being that I made the things in Excel (laughs) whited out everything else, took a screenshot, trimmed it down in Photoshop with what I knew how to do. And then used that. And you know what? It worked great and it took way less time, but it was the really stupid way to do it. Like that is not the way to do those things. And so, yes, I was just talking about how it really feels like a barrier to me Mm -hmm. um, to getting some things simple done with
0: game design. Yeah. And so I was thinking like I've, I've tried to focus a bunch on like graphic design in my games and i i actually usually think like think about it like while i'm doing the initial idea and the initial prototyping and it like determines a lot of stuff i'm not good at it but it's just something i try and keep in mind um and i was like oh i've i've gotten actually pretty decent at this and i'm realizing like there's just a lot of little tricks that no one ever mentions like okay so here's the big one that i that i think we both realized um the big problem that Jason was running into is uh, using Photoshop to do all of this. And, and I think this just comes from like whenever you right. hear about let me do digital art stuff on the computer, what is it? It's Photoshop. That's the thing. It's like and it's a verb or noun now at this point mm-hmm. right but like Photoshop is the complete wrong tool for the job. Um, it's like trying to hammer a screw in. Um, you'll get it in there eventually, but it's, it's not really gonna be pretty. And so I was like, oh, maybe we should like talk about this and like graphic design stuff and like get some get some basics and talk about how to like think about it early because I also have seen a couple uh, instances recently of people people's like initial prototypes not doing well and like not getting the reaction they were hoping for because the graphic mm-hmm. design didn't convey the game. Um, and so it's right. you know stuff like that. Just to so I was thinking we could maybe chat about that. Um, but yeah use illustrator or effector well, thing
2: but and i think that anyway. one of the issues one of the issues i run into is that i actually like i um just trying to think of how to describe it like i let it stop me like i will stop mm. working on a game mm. if i can't make it user-friendly enough to be played right yeah. because i do i i've done that too many times or i've had like a crappy version of the game to be played um that it's like this is awful. So I, I've now committed that I will not do this unless I can move forward with this. And and sometimes that's the wrong decision. In the case of the game I was working at it was absolutely the wrong decision because I could have solved that problem later, but I let myself spend, you know, several hours dinking around trying to fix that when that was really, really stupid. So
0: yeah. And then I wanted to bring on Maya because she actually knows what she's talking about. <laughs> so um get the expert in the room. Oh no um, <laughs>
1: Sorry, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good.
0: I mean, you're going to school for this. You're right. Uh, you're right. I've read like a book, and I have some graphic designer friends <laughs> so, who've like pointed out my mistakes, and I've gotten them to look at my games and help me. Um, so that's that's my <laughs> lane.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I am here with the caveat of I am also still learning. So you know, in the end, we're all talking about you know the stuff we've picked up on you know, kind of how we're sort of trying to figure out how do we use graphic design? Um, What does it mean to even use graphic design? Um, I think as we were talking about what we wanted to talk about in today's show, um, I think not only talking about, like, the technology side of things on, like, some basic tips, things to look for, but also just, like, what are a few basic principles of graphic design that I think, you know, the average game designer could use to help make their prototype. So, you know, not necessarily trying to make you know a full-blown product, but just like a few basic things to kind of help get you in the right headspace as you are building those prototypes. Like you're saying, Jason, you know, you won't you won't work on a game if it's not user-friendly. Well, how do you know is it if it's user-friendly? How do you test for that? How do you um Good point. build that? And so I think I kind of want to maybe later to the end kind of talk about some of those things, like what exercises can we do to help learn those principles um, and then help, like you're saying, guide, um, guide people who are just trying to figure this out to, you know, where, what can you be looking up? What can you be looking into to kind of help you solve the problems that you're having? Because all of your problems are solvable. They're definitely solvable. Um, you know, so hopefully we can help get you in the right direction yeah.
0: and, and I also it. kind of want to lower the bar almost for, for graphic design because I feel like some people think it has to be like final product yes. and I think a lot of people don't realise that like graphic designers go through the same iterating and uh, prototyping and uh, quote unquote playtesting process like Mm -hmm. as we do it's like in the same way that like just get the game on the table and show it to people even if it's broken same thing make an icon oh people don't get it cool okay Mm -hmm. now you've got some information um Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
2: and that's it i want to point out that i like used to fall prey to the idea that it had to look like a final product and now i think it just has to look usable right Mm -hmm. you know i mean like i understand i think you know one of the things we were talking about was when I was saying I was having trouble, like not YouTube, but a lot of people want to be like, here's what good graphic design should look like. And I'm like, I know what it should look like. I know what it, what to do. I just don't know yeah. how, how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. the why. I don't know the how.
1: Yeah. And yeah. admittedly that takes that a lot of effort to learn. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we can at least give some good pointers on how to get there. You know? Um,
0: and I think a lot of people are kind of doing it already and just don't realize and just if you focus on it a little bit more you'll you'll speed things up yeah' Cause i I do know people who say they're not good at graphic design, but like they constantly play test their graphic design in their games they think they just think it's part of game design, and it is, <laughs> but also like so it's like I just want to bring a bit of focus to that it's like people are probably doing a decent enough job at it they're just just thinking about it a little bit more probably would help um get into that next step so
1: anyway yeah so cool. uh getting into it a little bit um i think it might be nice to just talk about like w- what do we mean when we say graphic design and to a certain extent like it doesn't have a single definition but just so that we're all on the same page um you know uh, connor i don't know if you have uh any like like ways to help you sort of frame you know how do you know you're working on graphic design versus just the art you know for example good question um I feel like I'm in school Are yeah, you uh, good <laughs> I, I can <laughs> give my thoughts it's a credit questioning um, here um I,
0: no I can I can go if you yeah, want yeah, yeah. you can get the uninformed <laughs> take and then you can let me know <laughs> I I guess the difference between art is I, I don't do I I know I don't do art because none of it looks pretty I just do the bare minimum of the visuals so that you understand it. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I I'm a software engineer. Mm. So like I have to work with a lot of like bare bones ugly interfaces. So I'm actually pretty used to not having any access to pretty art and just having to make some ugly backend thing functional. Mm. So like that's I think helped me think about it. It's more like when I think about the graphic design, I've also kind of maybe bucketing uh, UX and UI, user experience and user interface. It's just like, these are the like functional pieces of the thing. They don't necessarily look pretty, but they convey what this thing does and what the information about it means. In mm-hmm. And the art just makes it aesthetic. <laughs> um, so I guess it's like functional yeah. art, functional graphics a bit. <laughs> I don't know. That's my... That's my Definition, yeah, I guess. That's the real one.
1: Absolutely. I think I'm on very similar wavelengths. I think graphic design is all about communication, visual communication. Mm-hmm. And like graphic design can be very artistic, you know, because we want to communicate a story. But um, for purposes of like game prototypes, like all we're really concerned about is are we getting the information to the players when they need it, you know? at the time that they need it. Um, I guess I just repeated myself there. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, it's, it's functional. It's, you know, it, it then, you know, with that definition, we can move it away from this like gut feeling, you know, uh, sort of subjective, you know, is my graphic design good or bad? And we can change our language and say, is this graphic design effective? Is it telling the people what they need to know the time they need to know it, and that is a lot easier to actually like playtest because you give a game someone. If they're misunderstanding a rule consistently, or not understanding, you know, what an icon means, like that is ineffective graphic design, and we now n- understand our problem and we can work on it. Um, And that's much better than just going, oh, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look pretty. I don't, you know.
0: Right. Or it's confusing. I mean, it's just like the top level thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what's confusing? Why is it confusing? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so you kind of get those good uh, fundamental questions. Um, I know, Connor, you're saying, you know, working on the graphic design is super important to your like beginning processes of game design. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you sort of, um, test it? Like, I know I I mentioned a moment ago, but like, what does that actually look like for you? Um, Yeah. yeah.
0: So for me, um, it's a little so I I do a lot of it before I show the prototype to anyone. Mm. It's it's stuff like so for example I had a game recently where, um, it's just cards with stuff on it and uh you know there's goals at the bottom of the cards and traits on the cards and things like that. And the initial version I, in order to see like, what I could put on this card and what kind of mechanics I could include in this game, my first, gut instinct is just to be like okay, what can i actually fit on this card that does the like i can make a visual language out of essentially because if i can't make a visual language out of it i shouldn't do that mechanic and i know you're and i think the other side of this is there's definitely a way to do the graphic design to make it work for everything but this is just how i work it's like if i can't do a simple easy to grok graphic design for this that i don't have to like explain to someone then i usually filter those mechanics out so for example recently And this was maybe a bit further down the road. Uh, I was, this set collection game had ors, like this icon or this icon, or this icon and this icon, or this set of icons, (laughs) right? And I spent a while trying to figure out like a nice visual language for how to explain that, you know, because you kind of don't want to have to spell it out exactly every single time with words. Um, And I realized the or, I think it was the ands, and this, there are two types of ands basically. The end where you need both, and the end where it's any combination. And the graphic design for that wasn't working. I tried lots of different things, tried dots, switching around the symbols, using the slashes, grouping them, et cetera, et cetera. And so that was like my iteration process. Doing all that. Um, and then I was like, oh, I can just get rid of it. Then I can, because the graphic design language is not working to support both of these things right now. And if I get rid of it and I shift what I'm trying to communicate, we're good and so i did that Changed the game a bit but like it made it so that like people can look at the card and get it um and that's like an important thing to me so that's kind of how i think about <laughs> it when i'm doing it early is if i can't figure out how to make it easily grockable, i twist the mechanics around until so I, I use them both to kind of feed off of each other A little mm-hmm. bit. um that's how to, i think about it
2: to back up what connor said like i and Maya, you may disagree with this, and you're certainly the most experienced, no. so you have every right to, even if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I think that, like, there are definitely times where, like, you can't graphic design your way out of a problem, right? Um, Personally. It's like trying to component your way out of a problem, which is a whole different topic, but, like, you can't always say, I'm going to show you how to do this with these graphics in this space and make it work. I, I don't... I would I would agree that I don't think that's always possible. You you can't. I think there's always a way around it. Well, you can if you might... get a bigger card or right. something, right? But like not even I mean, a, we,
0: Well, it, something it, I like we have limits on us, right? Of like, which actually I think helps with the graphic design stuff. Of like, it's got to be cards that hold in a hand that look readable when splayed out. Instantly, that chops off. Like it's like we could totally do that. You Most of character. the card. You could. So you could half
2: totally. The card is pretty artwork. <laughs> All in the left hand corner is all the information you need so you can see it when it's split you out.
1: can't put Moby Dick on a playing card like some things just aren't yes. possible <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> not at a reasonable size that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean you're exactly right like you like there is a information capacity of your given components, and there's a certain point where it's, it's too cluttered, it's too you know something is too small um uh you know and some of that goes into like you can just look at it yourself and tell oh yeah there's no way i can read this you know three-point text or whatever um but one thing that i wanted to kind of point out connor you're talking about your 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 graphic design system right of how do i express and and or and this other and um and like you weren't just doing that in isolation You were showing to the other people in the uh, 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 building, the game community, uh, or Break My Game, them. You know, like you got, oh
0: yeah, you saw that, right?
1: Um, And I think that's something that's really, really important. uh, Is just like, just, just showing it to people and seeing like, does this make sense? Can I explain it? Um, Because you know, like we said, graphic design is about communication, and so does it. Does it speak for itself? Um, and, yeah.
0: and you can also that, oh, yeah. i was just say that test Just so because people probably didn't see it Who were listening um, I basically just put together I think like six different ways Of conveying what I thought Was the end I was looking for And I just put the symbols up And was like hey this is a set collection game uh, What do you think all of these things mean uh, In my mind they all meant the same thing <laughs> uh, Most of them at least like I think like 75% of them um so that was my test essentially it was like like, do you think they mean the same thing do they mean different things uh it was all over the place it was the fun result
1: (laughs) right but exactly like you got good feedback and was able to to test your graphic design system you know so you're testing the game before actually testing the you know the, the gameplay loop or whatever um sorry i got an email um I don't know where my mind went. That email already just like took me elsewhere. Hi, graphic design oh, how that feel? Wow. Um, yeah, um
0: talking about more of like how how you can iterate on it and whatnot. Yeah um.
1: yeah, I think that would be good. Um, so another thing, you know, if you're let's say you know you get that feedback back. Nothing's working, um, but you still have this gut feeling of like how, like, surely there can be an answer to this. Another thing you can do is just like look at other games, you know, how are other set collection games expressing themselves? And, you know, sometimes that can be difficult to research, um, but I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel every time. You know, if you're trying to make a symbol that says, draw four cards, you know, look at Uno, right? Like, people have solved these things. In addition, if you're trying to, you know, uh, get basic icons of, like, this is a warrior, uh, there is the noun project that exists. You don't have to make every icon.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, noun project is huge. Um... Love it. Yeah, and uh it was just uh, blew Jason's mind earlier by letting him know that, so one, you should use Illustrator if you've got access to Illustrator or any equivalent vector-based program. Um, but you can get an extension for Illustrator that lets you just instantly drop noun project icons into your file as you're working and search from them from there. So
2: that's ridiculous to me. <laughs> it's such a cool everything. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did not know about that either. Uh, so I'll definitely be using that because that is awesome. Um, yeah, that's yeah.
0: a good, good point about I, like, stealing
1: from It is other a games.
2: nice carrot a, on a stick thing to get me to want to, um, to make me want
1: to uh, try illustrate. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tempt you with the known project. Come on. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah,
0: talking about stealing from other games, because we do it with mechanics all the time, right? Mm. And And you definitely, when you're playing a designers, like a series of the same designers games, you see like the same mechanics pop up in the same ways. And like, that's just a thing that you probably do as a game designer. Just notice all of those little things. I mean, other people don't do too. But um, you can do the same thing if you try and pay attention to who the graphic designers are on the games as well, because it's in the back of the rule book. Um, you can also notice how they use the same visual language across all of their games and start seeing patterns that way. Um, so... I don't know if this is a good example, but for example, all of Uwe Rosenberg's farming games uh, use that very similar slash between numbers to mean if you got two slash three slash four of this, you get five slash six slash seven points. Um, that is, that's an example of the like visual language sort of thing that like pretty much all of his games do. And so if you, you can start noticing those things and like, I tried yeah. borrowing that one. It did not work for me. Uh, but... You know, you can. It's the same thing of like you borrow a mechanic from a game just to see if it works as a placeholder, and then you learn more about how your game works around that mechanic and realize what you need to do to make it work for you. Same thing with graphic design stuff. If people are. Because you can just pay attention to what people are getting confused about or what assumptions they're making. I think those are the two big things I pay
1: attention to. Yeah. And if you're. It's like confusions and assumptions. mm, Yeah. Yeah. And if Mm. you're wanting to. You know, make a decision like you—you you really want to try to get your graphic design better, and just wanting to like study it at least a little bit. Uh, a really good exercise that you can do is get a game that you've never played before. Ideally, you don't know how it works. Um, you know, either going to your local game shop or unwrapping one of the mini games that are on your shelf, um, <laughs> 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 um, and just opening it up and. Like set aside the rulebook, set aside all the player aids, and just figure out how do I play this game just by looking at the components? Because the game will teach you how to play it at least a certain amount of it, you know, and the the games that are have stronger graphic design, you'll be able to piece together, oh, like there are little square slots, and I have all of these cubes. I there's something about this game where cubes are going on those pieces you know you can kind of pick up like these little tidbits and spend 20 30 minutes and write down what you think the rules are for the game and then introduce the player aids see what new information comes up from the player aids that you didn't know do that again and then read the rule book and see you know how close how far away were you um you know, the things that you got right, why did you get right? Why did you understand those rules? And then the things that you got wrong, you know, you can kind of investigate um, what was maybe one thing that could have changed that you got wrong graphic design, you know, that you learned wrong. What's one graphic design choice they could have changed that maybe would have reinforced the rules stronger? Uh, You know, maybe you have an answer for that, maybe you don't. But just that practice of, you know what is the graphic design teaching me inherently will actually tell you a lot about um, about graphic design because it's just you know that communication um, yeah. aspect. And I think that's why I
0: want to get people to focus on it a bit more because like I some people are like oh, I'll do the graphic design later, but like I mm-hmm. it's your rule book in a way, right? Like exactly what you just said. Your graphic design is your it's part of your rules. Uh, it's the like if you've got a circle piece and there's a circle on the board the circle goes in there if the square goes in there that's confusing that's not you, you explained the rule wrong almost right. Right? Mm-hmm. and
1: so, just like with rules writing we don't need to be an amazing copy editor to make a rule book for our prototype like that's right. not at all what you know we're trying to get across
2: yeah uh, <laughs> tying graphic design though into rules writing I've started with pretty much all of my games now. Uh, When I'm writing the rules, I include at least one like picture like with with, you know, arrows and stuff on it, pointing things out, because even if it's sloppy, like I feel like it gets the point across way better, Uh, especially like with some stuff I've been working on where I have to send it to people. Like my biggest fear is that, you know, they've got one shot to play it and they're going to screw it up. Uh, not on their fault but on my fault of not explaining it correctly so trying to be like all right i'm going to try and put these more things in to really help them understand what i'm trying to explain so yeah
1: yeah absolutely um i think that's a great way to go about it um i also just got a
0: message and my brain (laughs) gets i'm so good at this oh you're good
1: um
0: I had a thing I was going to mention But yeah, no, it's the whole uh, Just pay attention to people's confusion And what mistakes they're making It's part of the game mechanic It's like a game mechanic If you treat it like a game mechanic You can playtest it like a game mechanic And it'll get better at the same time You don't have to do it perfectly Mm -hmm. right? If you do put a square on the board And you meant for a circle piece to go in it and pe- no one's putting the circle in there and you keep having to remind people to put the circle piece in there. Ta-da! Make it a circle next time. Done. Right. Like that's 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 the step really. There isn't like a do good graphic design as first step. It's just pay attention to graphics as part of.
2: Yeah. You I think one of the things too that I've learned recently, actually just like yesterday, uh, was <laughs> like literally I was working on this prototype with Kelly that we've been working on in and I'll talk about the prototype on a later show specifically, but um you've got these combination things where they're like one part, something one part, another thing. And one of the things is dominant. So I was like, Oh, well that makes sense. And I'll just, I got the little graphic thing. I actually took these from GameIcons.net cause it was easy and I liked them. And I was like, ah, uh, they're confusing. So I'm just going to color it the color red because that's the primary thing for it. And then I make it and we go to play today. And I realized that, well, but there's actually a primary color and then like a non-dominant color. Um, and not knowing one of them is a huge pain in the butt when as soon as you take it off the board and go to use it for yourself. If it sits there for around, you're like, wait, what was and the name will teach you it, right? The idea is that the name you'll be like, oh, this is like, you know, it's like the red blue box. That's not how it is, but it's <laughs> something like that to where you're like, oh, okay. But um, but that was like an easy thing where I was like, I'm gonna make this easier to understand. And I didn't because you still need to know two pieces of information and i gave you one so i actually ended up quickly whipping up like a um a table with all the pictures in it and cross reference for how they mix so that you're like oh okay this is easy and then on the cards i'm building for the prototype i actually there's like the symbol of the thing and then in the bottom left corner i put the two symbols like one side and the other the two symbols that actually matter for the two ingredients you're mixing two colors say. Um, And Kelly was like, oh wow, that is way more readable (laughs) even for the designers who are the only ones playing it right now, you know? Um, So that was certainly something that, uh, that I did. And I will have, you know, that I did all that work in Microsoft word. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that was probably not, I did about half of it in Photoshop coloring the stuff. And then I pulled it out and just was moving things around in word on my blank card doc that I used for most cards uh, I could make one of those in Photoshop. I don't honestly know why I haven't. Make it make in it <laughs> Illustrator. Okay. I could make it in, in a better program than Word, right? Because you have Illustrator, haven't. right? No, I don't know. I, I, I pay for Photoshop, but I oh, don't know. Oh, just Photoshop? I, I think, unfortunately, I have to pay more if I want Illustrator.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. Get, and, then, like, Illustrator is not whatever. good with
2: photos, right? Like, if I want to manipulate photos, I need to do that in Photoshop. I guess I don't manipulate photos, though. Do you though? Manipulate I mean, photos? I, Well, no. I guess not. I mean, I manipulate icons and screenshots, but those aren't photos, right? You mean photos means like you're like doing. Do you ever do like
0: blur touch-ups on pictures and adjust the like. Could not tell you how to do that. That is not in my
2: Photoshop wheelhouse. So
0: yeah, you're only using like 1% of what Photoshop does.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's probably less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, most of us with our
0: brains, it's a lot like that.
1: Yeah. Basically. I know that's not true, but it's funny to say. We're trying to say, you know what, what you're using. Um jason is a quote-unquote raster based program so it's working with pixels mm-hmm. the reason why ooh
2: i do have to rasterize stuff whenever i want to do things so i was like you want to rasterize this and i'm like let's get crazy let's rasterize right. this
1: yes yeah, so i don't know yeah. what it
2: means but it means i can erase things and color things that's what it means right
1: right it basically says is now a bunch of pixels that have no relation to each other they're just pixels existing on your screen um, we oh. encourage you to use vector-based programs, which is what Illustrator is. You can find other vector-based programs. Can, um,
2: but if I if I use my tried and true technique of taking a screenshot yeah. <laughs> of something and then pulling it in, can I pull that into you, into you Illustrator? Oh, yeah. You won't be able to. Uh, yeah. Will it just auto rasterize it yeah, then, it, it or keeps something? It as
1: a picture, so it keeps it. Um, you won't be able to manipulate it. Okay, um, but you can like make it larger or smaller if you want. Uh, you know, you can.
2: And it will, that'll work just like in Photoshop?
1: Yeah. 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 You just oh, couldn't, wow. See, you couldn't. Do... Why doesn't
2: anybody talk to me like this about this? You're stuff? good. Like, you're actually making sense. You wouldn't. Yeah. just, Most people will honestly just say, you're using the wrong program. That's why it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And then, then they leave you with that. It's like, thanks. That was helpful information. You wouldn't
1: be able to, like, repaint that picture like you can with Photoshop. So you wouldn't be able to, like, take a screenshot of something and then change it from green to blue. Uh, so that is a limitation. Um,
2: but I can do that if I download like something from the noun project, then right. I can change the colors.
1: Within right, it Because Cause... if it's a vector, um, if it's, you know, made with vectors, it's basically an object. Uh, and so you're now being able to manipulate these objects that are infinitely scalable. Uh, and you can change the colors uh, by selecting that object and telling it, I want this object to be blue instead of green. So you're not you're not dealing with repainting. You're not having to magic wand okay. it. You just you click the object that you want, and then you click the color wheel and you swap it around.
0: And there's no layers to deal with because you know in Photoshop when you move a layer you move the whole layer. This one, if you, in Illustrator, if you click on the the circle object, you move the circle. Yeah, that's it. And so every single thing is its own object, and so you okay. can all, you can move them all just by clicking and dragging. There are Actually, a lot of times when I would love to do that. Yes, yeah. and it
2: does sound like for card creation. Now, can I just like, um, can I just move stuff over from Photoshop to, like, I am assuming I have to save it in Photoshop, then I can bring it over to. Um,
1: You're wanting to take the uh, like, the like the content of a card, like the name, the effect um The art is that what you're trying Can to. Can you do
2: text in Illustrator? Yes, mm-hmm. Illustrator
1: is really Better good with it. text. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you, my guess, if you're trying to go from Photoshop to Illustrator with a specific project, you'll probably end up having to recreate most of it. To be honest, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. Um, okay. Uh,
0: so maybe start for the new project. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine probably. with that. Yeah, I, I think it's also good that it doesn't let you do, uh, like, art in there. Um, because every, since everything is a vector, you can do art with vectors. Uh, but vectors are very flat, right? They don't have all of these, like, color variations to them because they're basically just, it's a red circle. That's how it keeps it so simple. It's mm-hmm. That's the only thing that defines it, red circle. Um, and I think that's actually great because then it keeps your prototypes looking... Just like the graphic design part of the thing, mm-hmm. just the functional part of the card. Because r- realistically, if uh, I don't do this professionally, but like if you're gonna do this professionally, the graphic designer is gonna probably be doing the graphic design in a in like Illustrator or InDesign or something, and the art is gonna get imported in separately in its own little box okay. in the background. They don't actually get done together um, usually. Uh, don't quote me on this but like that's how I would do it like if you have a card background if you've got a picture that's pretty cool you make a box in Illustrator you put a picture <laughs> everything else around there it's all objects it's all text boxes it's all stars and triangles and dotted lines and all that sort of stuff um, at least for what we're doing like right. if you're doing it professionally you you know <laughs> you know what you're doing don't listen to us right, right. Just, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely for what we're doing like that's why effector based programs are so nice is because it's really quick to make those boxes. It's really quick to manipulate them and to remove them. Um, um, Yeah. So I hope that's helpful, Jason. I hope that eases. (laughs) That is helpful. That is some things
2: that I understand. So um, yeah. Yeah. I, I also did just look, and it looks like for the same price I'm paying per month for Photoshop, uh, because I'm a student now, I actually could get oh. everything for for twenty bucks a month. So, Perfect. Uh, that's great. That's <laughs> kind of funny.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel stupid. No, you're good. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But
0: I want to talk about a couple other examples of like spots, just graphic design tweaks, just to kind of give some mm-hmm. ideas of like what sorts of things to look out for. And I'm sure you've all got others. Yeah, too. absolutely. Um, but so, like, for me, one of them, and this is getting a little bit into, like, art stuff and theme stuff. That's okay. I'm going to lump it into the graphic design thing because it's communicating stuff. Um, So I had a game uh, called, well, it used to be called Conservatory of Flowers. You place down different colored flower hexes on a grid, and the idea was that you would be walking around the empty space on the flowers because you're not going to trample the flowers, of course, right? And what you're trying to do is essentially, like, walk a path hitting being next to a red flower at all times right so and yeah this example is going to be weird but it's basically and this is why this game was tricky um and i was basically trying to convey hey you need a path you can't actually see the path the path is basically all of these spaces next to red tiles the empty spaces next to red tiles and when it was conservatory flowers, people didn't get it, because like, how do you wander around a garden? You just kind of wander and have a nice time, and it doesn't matter which flower color you can reach. Um, and it took me a while until someone pointed out that like, I was kind of emphasizing the wrong piece of information uh, with my design, um, because the flower colors were nice and pastoral and pastel and blended into the gray cobblestone background, right? So the whole thing just muddled together. Um, and so the trick ended up being... I turned it into neon gardens where the flowers are bright neon colors and the whole rest of the board is black uh, because it's nighttime and the flowers are lighting up the spaces around them. And can, so basically by making the flowers like really, really pop and look like they're glowing, it didn't fix the problem. Still got problems with that game. But now like 10% of people got how to play the game. I bumped it up to like 50%. Um, because now they got like, oh, big bright flower, it looks like it's got a glow around it. it expands that light into the neighboring space and, and I wanna it's the spaces that are lit up in quotes. And so that was like one big little graphic design art theme thing that I ran into and that didn't change the mechanic, but it actually got people to understand the game.
1: yeah and I wanna I wanna highlight like the problem you were having was uh, a problem of like, Color contrast and like we, we don't really need to delve into crazy color theory, but essentially people it was hard to see the information that they needed to see because things were kind of a little too samey, and so you just went to the extreme of something is black, everything else is max saturation blue, red, yellow. I don't I don't know if that's exactly what he did, but mm. it sounds like he did. Um, it did, and it helped with that like instant readability which sounds like it it did a lot for people um
0: yeah and the game about visualizing stuff that isn't actually there uh turns out making the visuals (laughs) good (laughs) is important
1: yeah yeah um i kind of want to talk about if it's okay um continuing this idea of like what are just some basic graphic design concepts that are helpful for people Um, and so, you know, we just talked about, uh, contrast in like color contrast, right? If you're using color, Mm -hmm. you want to really make sure that those colors, uh, have different saturation levels and different, uh, you know, they're, they're different hue, they're different colors. So you're not using blood orange, red, hot pink, you're (laughs) using red, blue, yellow, and there's also a whole topic of like, double check that it's colorblind friendly because that can be helpful, but um, not to delve too much into color. Um, some other things that you can be thinking about as you are working on, you know, the readability of your information is um, basically you want to frame everything uh, with the idea of the hierarchy. So, what is the information that people need to know first what's the information then you know second third what's you know what's the what's the last thing that players should care about uh and then making sure that uh these choices that you're putting uh into the graphic design are serving that hierarchy so for your flower example you know people need to see the flowers but because uh they're having a hard time seeing it like it wasn't high enough on the hierarchy it wasn't immediately recognizable so you increase the contrast, and all of a sudden, people can now see the flowers instantly. Um, some other things that you can consider playing with are, uh, and, and these are like called the principles of graphic design. You can look them up. There's like 11 of them, uh, something like that. Um, uh, but just a few of them that I think it's up for us is uh, size. You can look at size. So, you know, the the cost of a card might be Twice the size of anything else on that card because you want to be able to see that cost immediately from across the board. Uh, another thing you might consider. Um, um, sorry. Uh, another thing you might consider is the just the proximity of information. Um, I, I think <laughs> um, you know where is information relative to other information. Um, Basically, what that does is it helps organize uh, your information for players. So, for example, if you have someone's name and their age, uh, those two bits of information you're going to put next to each other. You know, if you have the name, it's really big because the name is more important than the person's age, and the age is smaller but directly underneath it. Um, We understand that there's a relationship between those two things. Um, And so proximity is a good thing to sort of look at. Uh, Location, similarly, is also important. You know, thinking about uh, if you have a card, you know, it's pretty common for us to put the cost of a card in the top left hand corner because, you know, you can splay it out um, in your hand. Uh, You can kind of think about it, you know, most of us are English speakers and we read left to right, top to bottom. Um, and so as you're sort of figuring out what information is more important, less important, keeping in mind just that, you know, what should go on the top of the card, because that's going to be more, you know, recognizable at a glance, what should be at the bottom. Um, and, you know, I recommend when you're building component, like making that list of what is my information, what's the most important uh, and then also looking at you know again looking at what other people do for those components. How do other people design cards? Um, what's important for their games, and how do they sort of go through that thought process? Uh, Connor uh, talked about something in the chat that I think is the actual name of, of what I'm trying to say. So maybe it's, you can. Uh...
0: Or it's related. Um, the just uh, is it gestalt? Gestalt. gestalt I only know principle. it because it was
2: in D and D, but.
0: <laughs> um yeah i think it's uh i think it's adjacent or it's a similar idea of just like how the human brain likes to group things and i think this is maybe tend to or, or different from what you're saying because uh you're talking you were mentioning like hierarchies i think another thing to pay attention to is like which is related to hierarchies is grouping yeah um how you say that two things are related to each other and i use the exact same principles um but like you just think about them differently for example like the location one uh if you put the cost in the same place on all the cards it's clearly the same thing that's like an obvious one right don't put the cost in a random spot on the on every different card right. <laughs> um but like one so I've got a uh game where every card has a bunch of traits that they've that that card has and then at the bottom of the card is a set collection goal for all of the traits in all of the cards you've got Basically the cards have both the thing you're trying to get and the goal for the things mm. you're trying to get and that was a and basically that was a grouping graphic design problem of because we're using the same symbols right <laughs> I'm saying here you've got a star and at the bottom I'm saying get six stars um, and so if I put them next to each other they'd look the same and now you're confused do I have six stars or do I need six stars mm. So what I did was, um, the traits that a character has are running down the left side, like vertically, and then the traits you are looking for are in a separate box, going horizontally on the bottom. So I basically broke the the connection between them, by having them narrow on the side, and then also in the same place in all the cards, and then in a different box going horizontally. And that way they look like two different things. But if I put them both running vertically, they'd look like the same thing <laughs> and you'd get confused or if I put them both horizontally. Right. So it's like using those principles, not only to group things, but to break them up
1: um, is, is I think important. To think about. Yeah. That's a really good example.
2: <laughs> I think a weird. game
0: that did a bad, I ag-
2: oh, read a book it. recently that was talking about the result principles and I actually was looking at my list of books I've read and I have no idea what book it was, but somebody was totally talking about that. Not in reference to to graphic design, but in you know the other references. So anyways, that was all.
0: Yeah. I'll shut yeah. up
2: now.
1: No. I There's
0: <laughs> the size one is also uh, good. Yeah, here's a classic graphic design one that people always bring up. Uh, Spirit Island's components, and I'm going to count this as graphic design, um, but the plastic invaders versus the wooden-like uh, island um, spirits and people, right? That's a way of breaking up the uh who's who's who on the game. It's very easy to look at the board and tell which pieces are yours and which pieces are the invaders um, other examples um, one
1: one thing that I'm doing in scars of ether um I have two different types of units. I have the human fighters and I have these ether construct fighters uh and the humans are like you start off with humans and then as you're playing the game, you're building constructs and your goal is to kill the opponent's humans. and so I needed to make sure that like it was easy to sort of grok you know that different classification and so for that, I looked at token shape so all of my humans are circles and all of my ether constructs are triangles. Uh, and then when I decided to add a leader that was an ether construct, but if your opponent kills the ether, this specific leader ether construct, then you know that that's another win condition. And so I made it a hexagon that filled the entire space that had a triangle shape inside of it. And so it's an ether construct because it still has a triangle, but it's an important ether construct because it's the largest token that completely, you know, fills that space. Um, so that's another example of kind of grouping information.
0: Yeah. I I have a vaguely similar one in a game I've got where you're pushing tiles around. And basically, there's cubes, uh, which are food. And then there's tiles, which are amoeba, trying to eat the food. Mm. And the rule is uh, only one amoeba per space. But food is multiple food per space. Do you know how I convey that? Cubes are tiny <laughs> in comparison to the size of the space they fit in the amoeba. Take up the whole space. It's pretty so obvious, simple, right? right? It's yeah. just it's stuff like that, right? If I made the food big tokens, uh, it, people would have been confused and asked me more. But like, no one ever asks me if multiple food can be in the same space because it just, well, yeah, they, they literally fit. Um, there, there was
2: a game that I was playing recently uh, or looking at recently. It's one of my favorite games, which is Dwarven Miner, where the cards where you're trying to create something like, basically, the ingredients are one size. The next size up are the things you make with the ingredients. And the next size up are the people you're giving those things you make to. And it's just this mm-hmm. perfect flow of pieces that, um, yeah. And, it, and it just you look at it, like Maya was saying
0: before, you look at it and you're like, I got it. You know, so yeah. it's hierarchy. cool. Yeah, like making the cool things, like, big and shiny or have more sides like, I, I did this in a game recently. I was looking at it and I was like, "I it's a resource conversion thing. And I was like, I have no clue what how I'm doing. Am I doing well? No idea. And then I realized, oh, make the fancy high level stuff octagons and make the low level stuff squares. It's got more sides. It's better. And then you can just look at the board and be like, oh, the thing with more sides, cool, better. Right. Or, you know, there's like so many little little things you can do and just as you're designing the game. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just, yeah, I, I love what you're saying about the hierarchy, the like hierarchies, and just the ways of making hierarchies.
1: Yeah, can I say, can I tell you a really dumb graphic design American history fact? Just start talking about oh, shit. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry okay. for this minor detour, but did you know that in America, are like road signs, um, the number of edges that they have uh, increase the more, like, danger it's trying to convey. So your yield oh. signs are triangles, you Oh, know? That's a triangle. But then your, your stop signs, you know, are octagons, right? And then your railway Not... signs, which are the most dangerous, you know, you don't want to get hit by a train, are circles because they have infinite sides. And I infinite love that. Sides. It's so dumb. Anyways, um... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, oh, thank yeah you. I
2: feel like a circle is really easy to overlook, right? Like, Graphic <laughs> <it, with> like <laughs> designers is aren't like, perfect. Pointy, you know what I mean? Like it's pointy, it sticks out.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I The agree. other thing you
2: did leave out was that a stop sign is also red.
1: Yes. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just, that's one of those dumb facts that I just absolutely adore.
2: That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's have both you kind of give some key takeaways here this is this is a lot of information, and I know it was a lot for me and and I'm excited to go back and edit the episode because I'll be listening to it again, and I'll have jot down some notes um but I think it would be kind of cool to summarize some key takeaways uh that that we that we can uh, take take away from this. so yeah, <laughs> keys that we can take
0: away so some key takeaways really, yeah, it's great. Uh, Because it looks like you're thinking. Um, Okay, so my thing is basically, you know how you'll, when you're making your uh, game originally and you're just fussing around with stuff on the table, do the literal exact same thing with the icons and the graphic design. Like, uh, you know, when you try out a different, like, drafting mechanic, also try out a different way of conveying the points in the game. Like... Try stars, try squares, try bright colors, like just simple things like that. Just like mess around with the graphic design as much as you mess around with the, gra- with the um, mechanics. And I think you'll, it'll, you'll slowly pick things up. Because, yeah. I'm basically saying you've already got the tools to do this. <laughs> so just uh, pay attention to it more and you'll be good. And also use Illustrator. Uh, don't use Photoshop unless you are manipulating yeah. photos.
1: Yeah,
0: shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just know the pain because I also did the same thing. And then when I realized Illustrator, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing?
2: Well, I'm excited just because now I've actually figured out while I was look, I downloaded Illustrator once I updated my thing and realized that I can download a bunch of other useful things too for no extra charge. Like Adobe Premiere, which I was like <laughs> trained in when I went to film school. <laughs> and I don't have to use like the crappy iMovie program that I've been using because I didn't want to pay for something. Uh, and now there's actually something better. So, uh, so thank, thank you for, uh, for harassing me about that. Cause that's good. I have okay, a feeling, job I'm going to go to do something in Illustrator and be like, why is this okay. so confusing?
0: Hang on. Hang on. Maybe we can set up a time and I can just run you through the like, bare minimum. Oh no. Quick. Yeah. Here's all you need to know for Illustrator. There's a few key things that you need to know how to do. And you're honestly good. Okay, there's the square tool. You drag it, you click it. It makes a square when you click and drag. Done. Okay, there's your card, right? Um, You can set the you can set the the dimensions. Photoshop does not have that. Ah. so (laughs) you can if you don't click and drag, you can click and it'll pop up a How big do you want it? Here's the thing: if you're a fancy uh, graphic designer, you might use pixels. Uh, Screw that. Use inches. Inches, yeah. Inches, millimeters. Just just do it. It's fine. Two and a half by three and a half. Yeah, you don't have to be a professional here. And then, yeah, exactly, you make that. Okay, now here's the other thing. Um, It usually will make a box with a transparent background. Annoyingly, that means you can't click on it because there is no background. Change the background to white. There is a little uh, box uh, on the side where you can pick the stroke and the background. Set the background to white. Okay, now you've got a card. Cool. This is the huge thing that makes everything so much easier. If you alt-click, and uh, actually I've got a... PC, so maybe it's a different pattern but whatever it's probably if, command yeah come on it's click, command click alt click alt click and drag it will make a copy of the thing you know how you need 20 boxes perfect alt click drag one of them Illustrator's great at lining things up automatically once there's That's, like a million nice. things on the page it, it loses track because it doesn't know what the hell you're doing anymore right. um, <laughs> but for just a grid of cards drag it over it'll kind of snap into place and you're good That's do that cool. once hit Control d It will do that same action again, which will copy the card again and line it up again right next to it. Do you need a hundred boxes in a line? Do it once and hit control D a hundred times. That's, you know, you can double it at that point. I like it. Magic, right? Um, And then use the align tools. So if you select multiple things, there's an align tool. Here's the big thing that really makes it uh, special. Select multiple things. Click one of the things. It will highlight it extra fancy. Now, when you align things, it will align it to that thing, not okay. just randomly somewhere. Right? OK, so that way you don't mess up your grid of stuff. And here's the that last thing. Good. That sounds good. Control G. Grab a bunch of things with the drag select. Hit Control G. Now they're a group. You, they move as yeah. a group. You make Which a whole you can do in layout.
2: Photoshop, but it's a yeah. huge pain. Like, it's yeah. like, make a folder. Brr. Yeah, no. Eat yourself. Like, so, and then you <laughs> copy
0: it. Uh, there's obviously better ways to do all of this stuff. There's all sorts of nonsense you can do to really optimize it, but like honestly, that's most of what you need. Yeah. And here's the final tip: do not ever use the white arrow. It is bad and confusing, unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't. Of, so if you know what you're I'm doing, put a big old X right over that. Go for it. Um, the white arrow lets. So the black arrow lets you move the object. The white arrow lets you move the pieces of the object. That oh. makes your. Squ- Circle or square into a weird shape.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. Unless you know what you're doing, just avoid it. If you ever, because the arrows look very similar, so if you ever confused as to why you're dragging stuff and it's just yanking the side yeah. off of the square, I assume Control Z happens.
2: works the same too. Control Z works the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, one of the things I love about Photoshop is the infinite Control Z. Just yeah. keep hitting it. Just keep hitting. Oh, it. actually,
0: you can go into the settings and set the level of undo. Um, yeah, up it.
2: Uh, oh always yeah no 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 i'm just gonna assume that i screwed something up twenty five thousand steps ago and then regretted all my choices and want to just go back to that
0: yeah and i'm trying to think if there's anything else honestly no just text tool text tool is the only other thing you're gonna need
2: i don't know how to use that so yeah
0: and then changing color
2: will all my fonts port over from photoshop uh they should yeah yeah. yeah. i use a lot of custom fonts just because i like i like Mm -hmm. you know Making things a little different. You're so, so Readable but different. Just so quirky. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I know I said these are for Illustrator. Like most vector programs have copied Illustrator because Illustrator's know, what it's doing has been around for ages. So these yeah. things these concepts probably work across all the things, except maybe the control D thing that like duplicate. Yeah. That might be a special illustrator thing. Oh, duplicate! I was like, why Control D yeah, duplicate, yeah, duplicate? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it also works if you make it bigger and then you hit Control D; it will just make it bigger
1: again. It does whatever you um, just did again. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. Uh, it might some things are a bit useless to copy, but like making a big grid. Perfect. Yeah. So um,
2: it's only really going to be a problem if I wish for more wishes and then hit <laughs> Control D, and yeah. then it's just
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, and then and then sorry, I'm going to keep going. The stroke, okay, so you can set the stroke to a color and a thickness, right? You'll see those Mm -hmm. controls. I'm familiar with that, yeah, from Photoshop. If you click on the word stroke, it gives you a whole bunch of options. The best one is the dashed line option. Um, You're probably going to want to use that. And then you can customize the dashes. Do you want big gaps between the dashes? Do you want long dashes? Do you want all sorts of, like, multiple different size gaps in a row? Uh, That's getting a bit wild, but you know. (laughs) This yeah. is that hierarchy thing, right? If you want, like, that's actually kind of important, actually, because uh, like small dotted dash square is very different than big dotted dash square, right? It's true. Those mean different things. Um, so anyway, okay, that was me <laughs> That's good. That's all good stuff. All the stuff.
2: I feel like I'm ready to conquer Illustrator. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This would be more helpful in a video format or like a text format, but like there you go. I've said it. That's
2: all right. You have
0: now volunteered
2: for me to harass
0: you whenever I have oh, questions. So. Please do. <laughs> um, if you're in the Discord and you got graphic des- like Illustrator questions, I'm sure any of us
2: will help. Cool. Yeah. Thank you,
1: uh, Maya. Yeah. um have any key takeaways? I think just you know, as you're looking at your information, you know, asking yourself like, what's the important information here, and how do I make it look more important? You know, how do I make it stand out mm-hmm. from the things that are less important? Uh, And then, you know, just show it to people, play test your graphic design, see what people think. And I think, yeah, with everything else in mind, like just kind of chipping away at it. I think that's, I think that's a good place to start.
2: That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you two coming on the show and chatting about all this. This is, this is a huge learning experience for me and I, I know that I'm not the only one who learns from this kind of stuff so i appreciate both you being willing to come on and and uh tackle a confusing but useful topic
1: yeah i, I feel like y'all <laughs> Probably just confused me, me up so much but i feel like connor just killed it, <laughs> it was good yeah, to be you, you here.
0: actually know the things you've got all of the like the real knowledge <laughs> i can just ramble
1: that's what i can do. yeah we love rambling <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's true thank you jason it works
2: well, uh, listeners, I hope you also enjoy this Found This super educational. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to buildinggamepodcast.com. There you can find a link to our Discord. Uh, join that Discord. It's super fun. Uh, also, you can email us buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at PodcastBTG. I am at J.A. Slingerland. Connor is at Connor J. Wake. And Maya is at Cardboard Bones. And, of course, you can keep coming back every single week. But until next time, good night.
1: good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game, which isn't in friends, which isn't in
0: friends. Building the game, building the game, which isn't in friends, which isn't in friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.